I am unashamed. What about you? So we're back um, on Unashamed. We finally taught Dad into taking the day off. and I was surprised. Resting a little I'll bit. I'll tell you this. Back. You want to hear something funny? I gave uh, Phil 15 minutes today, which caused us to be a little late to the blind. Because I, I, I didn't, you know, we don't communicate in our family. <laughs> so I didn't, he just wasn't here. Yeah. And I said, he's probably not coming, but I'll wait. And uh, Burley said, well, why are you doing that? I said, well, I know he'd do the same for me. And everybody started whistling. <laughs> <laughs> no, he would not have waited, but we, we waited to make sure. No, and we went not. to the same hole we went yesterday. As to not disturb anything so you wouldn't miss anything. And we actually had a decent hunt. It was good. And your son's in town. He got my, to go. My son, yep. And he got to kill a few ducks. He's quick. You know, you realize we're all getting old. Yeah, the reflexes. somebody, you know, 27 Unless years. a wasp flies in your shirt and then you turn back the clock and the reflexes. You start moving quick start then, moving, don't you? Well, as quick yeah. as you can go. I mean. But panic movements yeah. are not <laughs> the definition of quick movements. Well, the quick. most of the emails I got were were commenting on how quickly I responded. I said, but you got to understand, that's just defense mode. It's not like I did that on purpose. When something is attacking you, you know, you just go into the zone. I've always been. Are you a, feeling better, Phil? How do you feel? I'm feeling better. It's uh, It went from. 15 minutes to when you wake up in the morning or you need to take a leak. It's three <laughs> o'clock in the morning. It take me, take a note. It, it was taking me 15 minutes to go from the bed to the floor. 15 minutes. I was, ah, ah, I, I'd move my leg. Wait. What's that down to now? Uh, uh, 15 huh? minutes. Oh, it's down to 15 minutes? It, it it's down now. To a couple of minutes. Oh, okay. oh yeah. A couple so of minutes was. now. I can, I, I can get up. I've got a chair with a, a safe, one of them heavy safes. Dan rigged it up for me because there was nothing to grab a hold to. You're on the edge of your bed, there's nothing there. Yeah. You know, it's just the floor down there about three feet. You need some railing. You, yeah, so I needed something to grab a hold of. That that final push. To Maybe you be, could just. I'm like, sitting up and, and while I'm sitting, I'm, I'm sitting there. Yeah. What if you tied so, a rope, Phil? So you, if you press part. down on your legs, you're, you're, you got your yeah, legs. You told on. us that yesterday. I, I, I was pretty sure you wouldn't remember anything you shared with us yesterday because they had you I on. Pre the... You press both legs with your hands oh, it can hurt again. on the way up, and you can make it up. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a knife in your back, but it, but at least it's just. What about a rope tied to the bedpost to the door? Like the old would help. Like they did. It would like, help. Yep. It would help. Just anything to grab a hold of. Just grab an air. Well, I'll look in. You're in for some pain. We'll see if wow. you, we can get, get that for you. So but, yesterday on the, or the last podcast that uh, we had, of course, Dad was still a little bit under the influence of some of his medication. And uh, we appreciate him being a good sport. But he, he went out, you know, during the podcast and he gave Godwin $50 to clean the ducks. Which well, was what, unusual. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was just kind of a, I mean, it was a generous thing you did, but, you know, I, I just thought it was funny. But anyway, so Godwin, I come out after the podcast is over. He said, I ain't taking this $50. I yeah. said, well, I mean, he gave it to you. He said, I, ain't, you know, I work for Duck Commander. Whatever Duck Commander tells me to do, that's what I, 
But so that he, was a Gawain impersonation for you. Yeah, that for you that, that don't know Gawain. He, he's one of he the did few. an outstanding job with the ducks. They did. They look great. Well, if you oh, pay were... people fifty dollars for cleaning ducks, I, I I guarantee you, it'll bring out the best in you. I, I, the fifty dollars sometimes, even in America, uh, it, it's a motivator. So he so it's here's what he did, Dad. That you didn't know about until I told you this morning. So you left your coffee uh, thermos here. And so he took your thermos and he unscrewed the cap and he stuck that fifty dollars in your cup, screwed it back on. He said, "Here, give this to Phil." I said, "All right." So I took it back over there with the ducks yesterday, but you'd already gone to bed. And so I told Mom about you doing that, and uh, I said, "But he stuck it in that thing for Dad," and she went right over there, <laughs> screwed the top, and just slid that fifty right out. Yeah, you ain't gonna get that fifty past her. <laughs> it went. It was like a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> Well, after listening to my daughters, Kay needs that to buy some more egg whites because they they told me about the uh, the baking the pies. So she's baking the pies, and my two daughters are baking cookies simultaneously at your house. Have you heard this story? I heard he, it last he was night, a, he re- and it was the biggest bunch of bull I ever heard in my life. <laughs> so, <laughs> they lost a bowl of egg whites. No, they found them in the cookies. <laughs> in the cookies, they finally found them. Well, but they made the cookies not taste good. Yes, you don't want to so, dump but 12 egg whites. They're like, we can't find the bowl of egg whites. But these cookies taste terrible. Like they no. have too much egg white. Well, they didn't know what happened to the egg whites. They all got to look. Mia finally finally said, they tracked down the bowl that they were in, and they said, "Is it possible you could have taken these egg whites and made those cookies?" And somebody looking at them, they said, "Well, they were they were bad cookies, but they were made out of egg whites." Well, so. The problem is they you, were making meringue out yeah. of the egg whites. So you had the problem is you had the young up and coming cooks that are learning. And the one fading cook that she knows a lot, but she can't always remember everything, together without, they needed one more person. They needed like a middle gap in there, which like Alex an intermediate. Was, yeah. Alex yeah, your daughter did an outstanding She was job. there earlier. She helped mom do all the pies up to that point, and she had left the egg whites there, and they kept calling her. She said she, she got four calls. Four calls. She'd come in and show me. She said, are these the size cut-ups you want? And I said, I said, they're too small. I said, make those a little bigger for for dressing. So yeah. she did that. So I, I've got all these veggies that you know, uh, uh, onion, bell pepper, celery, probably a little rack of garlic. I got all that going into meal meal cornbread. So we're having our Thanksgiving tonight, which is a couple of days before Thanksgiving when you finally hear this, but. So dad traditionally makes our dressing, which really goes back to your mom's dressing. Right, right to and it recipe. is delicious. I mean, it's it's really good. I think that's how the term potluck got started because the older people get, <laughs> it becomes. So this podcast is sponsored by Faithful Counseling. Um, you know, you know, one of the things about this time of year, uh, the holidays is, most people see it as a as a happy time and a good time and being with family, but for some folks, uh, it can be a tough time, a difficult time because of problems, past problems, maybe current issues, uh, life struggles that are going on. So, we've got a, a wonderful um, podcast sponsor called Faithful Counseling, and what they do is they assess your needs and they match you with your own licensed professional therapist who is a practicing Christian. Uh, which we feel like is very important. It's not self-help or crisis line. It's professional counseling. It's just done online. 
And uh, we've had some of our listeners that have um, told me that they've used these guys and it's really been a big help to them. So uh, we want you to check them out. If you need them, you can log into your account anytime, send a message to your counselor. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you don't have to be on camera if you don't want to be. Uh, Faithful Counseling is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, and they want to make it easy for you to be able to do that and find the person that can help you. So here's what you do. You visit faithfulcounseling.com slash unashamed and get the professional faith-based counseling that you deserve. They've even got a special offer for unashamed listeners right now. You can get 10% off your first month at faithfulcounseling.com slash unashamed. Thanks again to Faithful Counseling for sponsoring this episode. A little bit of hit or miss. There's a hit or miss on whether you got the ingredients that were intended or remembered That's correct. in the actual pot. I never thought I was that. monitoring all that. Well, because <laughs> I'm almost home. You got to go back and get the rub sage. <laughs> Turn it around. Go back. We forgot the sage. Who is this? Doing the turnaround. It was Dan. Oh. Dan the and man. Then he got down a little bit further, and Dad didn't have any ibuprofen. Back for yeah, ibuprofen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Mia walked in last night, and she said, I just want to know, so when we gather up as a family, for the record, these cookies had way too many egg whites in them, and it was not my fault. Because she said, someone. You, you have to, yeah, that, that's a Robertson move. You have yeah. to assess blame of and course. you have to div- divest yourself of any potential blame. <laughs> yeah. So, so you have raised her well, Jason. But we have duck and dressing. The ducks, have, uh, they've been on for uh, two hours. So we're about 45 minutes out. When their leg, you can put, you, you, the leg will pull off as you pull up on a duck. That's when the duck's ready for for duck dressing. So that's your tester. That's right. When the leg is. I'm after the broth more than the ducks, yep. but I'll have it arrayed. So if you grab the ducks. leg and it won't pull off, it's not ready yet. Yeah. But the, by the way, those ducks this year, I was really impressed on how fat they were this early in the year. Right. They're just as fat as they could be. And that's what makes the dressing so good, that's right? That's what it's, makes it good. Duck fat that off of there. But it is. It's a treat every year. And, and we have a big presentation when we take off the lid because Dad has the ducks arranged in a certain pattern. It's pretty cool. Yep. Duck dressing is a is we've been doing that since y'all were little children. Since I was a, as far back as we've I been remember. actually doing it. I have my family structure is seven kids, but I was the only one that zeroed in on make sure you know how to make this dressing because you'll lose it, right. lose the recipe. So Do, have we passed that on to anybody yet? We got to get somebody. Yeah, I think your daughter. Okay, good. You're, you're one of your daughters. Um, we got to make sure all these traditions go keep yep. going beyond. So, all right, we well, all ready to get into Mark. <clears throat> now, my first duck hunt this year on opening day, I was could barely walk, but I made it, made it to the to the blind. So I found myself just asleep on the blind floor. And I, it'd be boom, 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 boom. Gunfire would go off, and I'm, I'm, I'm lying there. And I said, "Joe, get them." I said, "We got three of them." I said, "How many got away?" Well, three got away. I said, "Well, you got to shoot better than that." I, I'm, I'm lying on the blind floor, dictating policy. You're directing <laughs> from, a, from a semi-conscious state. I was part of the hunt, but you know, didn't have enough strength to raise my gun. Well, I mean, Dad, none of us question your toughness to, to give it the college try, but I'm glad you 
But I will be there in the morning, and I think I can make it now. All right. We'll see how that goes. We'll, and I can't wait for you to see the podcast yesterday so you can see what all what happened here. It was pretty funny. Yeah. Right, so we're uh, we're in Mark chapter 12 is where we left off. Now we're going to do this marriage at the resurrection. Yeah. Yeah, that's where we're at. We're um it's a doozy. This is a this is another controversial paragraph. You just to catch kind of catch everybody up cuz it's been a couple of podcasts since we talked about this. So we're kind of in that mode where all the all the enemies are aligning. Uh which by the way, Jason, did I say on podcast about the chosen? Did I mention the chosen they did the movie debut, you know, let the past weekend. Yeah, that was this past. And weekend. they were look, number either two or three out of all the movies in America. I mean, I huge, like huge. Yeah, that's big, a good sign. Let's, big, let's, big let's win. hope that, uh, yeah, I hope that, uh, I saw that and I was like, I hope our movie does well too. I think that, I think there's an audience for, for you know, the people, people. there's not a lot of good movies out right now. Right. I mean, honestly, so. I mean, well, I, I was I was impressed. like their first two episodes right. of season three. Yeah, and I think they only were going to do it like a weekend. It wasn't like it's going to keep yeah. going. Well, on. we were supposed to go, and uh, but then just. I think I read it did over $10 million um, for Which the is a lot for an opening weekend. I mean, exactly. that's, that's a. Well, it's well done. Yeah. I mean, uh, I was so excited when we went to the. To the set this year, I, I told y'all on an earlier podcast, back up about a hundred, you'll get that take. But I was surprised at how, I mean, it's a it's a big crew, and they are purposefully trying to make the greatest thing they can. Oh, I mean, it's it, fantastic! It, it was yeah, I was impressed. And again, thanks to Unashamed Nation because you're the ones that made us aware of it. We didn't really even know about it through. Well, the now we're friends. I've got to be good friends with Dallas and Amanda there, and awesome. they've supported our podcast and advertised on here. So I'm excited that they did. Yeah, they're great. good folks. And thank you guys, all of you that went. You were because, thinking about the enemies of. Well, I was thinking because of that, those episodes, and that's kind of where the storyline is on the chosen. But it's the same where we are. These enemies are lining up against Jesus, and we talked about the Herodians and getting together with the with the Pharisees before. Then they come in, they try to include, which they really set the trap on the Roman, because ultimately that's where it's going to run into. Where this guy says he's bigger than Caesar, you know. We we'll get into that later with Pilate. Yeah. So now we have the Sadducees come along, which well, is let's and, and, and keep ahead. in mind too. The the context of this is like the, there's a the temple is at the is at the center of this discussion. Like this is at the center of of the conflict. He just I think cleared it's it. Matter. Yeah, he cleared it in. Yeah, chapter he just 11. cleared it. Yeah, because we get we're gonna in uh, chapter thirteen we're gonna get into what's called the Olivet Discourse, where Jesus is on the Mount of Olives and he and he gives this discourse that we're gonna. And it's 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 important for where the discussion is going, particularly where where, where Jesus is headed. So the 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 conflict that's a, the the enemies that are coming at Jesus and are kind of coalescing against him at the center of the controversy is this idea of the temple which is supposed to be the place where kind of heaven and earth meet so i, I just i wanted to throw that in there well and i think people had the wrong view of Jesus the even the religious leaders and some of his followers the thinking that he was going to redeem israel from rome and we're going to take over the world and because this guy can produce food from thin air. Right. He can raise the dead, heal the sick, all these kind of, if you put Jesus, 
Because you see all these cheesy movies when they, you know, they give kids drugs and train them to be like a weapon for the military. They're always stupid, you know. It's, and it's like, but we actually, if you were looking at Jesus from a from a battle standpoint, well, he's the ultimate warrior here. I don't care what the movie said. This is this guy. He can raise the dead, heal the sick, produce food out of thin air, calm storms. Well, how are you going to beat him? He's done all you can do to show you that you can't do what he does. Don't mess That's with it. him in any kind of scrap. And and but, yet and yet they did. Let's yeah. let's take our first break. So we know that healthcare uh, is a big issue. Um, it's not working very well. The system is broken and has been for quite a while. Now is the time to take charge of your healthcare decisions. And thanks to Crowd Health, uh, we can do something about that. Uh, they put healthcare back into your hands. They cut out the middleman. They save you money and they fund your healthcare costs without relying on big government or big insurance companies. So we like these guys. There's uh, you see any doctor you want to, there's no deductible, no exclusions, no co-pays. You only pay the first $500 of any healthcare event. So that's how it's set up. It's simple. The crowd health community takes care of the rest. So no exclusive doctor networks, no huge premiums or high deductibles and no surprises. You pay one low monthly amount uh, to fund your account your monthly subscription helps fund healthcare costs for the entire community. So unlike insurance, there are no doctor networks, so you can see any doctor that you want to see. It gives you peace of mind and lets you know that you're helping other folks as well as them helping you. So take charge of your health care today with Crowd Health. Open enrollment is the only time you can hit eject on the broken system without penalty, so don't wait. And for a limited time, you can join for just $99 per month for your first six months when you use the promo code UNASHAMED at joincrowdhealth.com. It's all one word. Joincrowdhealth.com, promo code UNASHAMED. CrowdHealth is not health insurance. It is a totally different way of paying for health care. Terms and conditions may apply. Well, they did because he they viewed his compassion and these spirit field qualities as weakness. He named the three groups that was would, that would kill him. He began to teach them that the Son of Man, this is Mark chapter 8, first time this has been brought up on what he was there for, why he came. To teach them the Son of Man must suffer. He must suffer, see. Not going to, must. And many things, suffer many things. And he'll be rejected by the elders highly religious people, chief priests, higher religious people, and teachers of the law. The, the, the epitome of, of goodness, love, joy, the fruit of the Spirit. He must be killed. He's saying this about himself. I must be killed. And after three days, rise again. He spoke plainly about this. And Peter and them took him on the side and said, what, what in the world are you talking about? That's never going to happen. And he's saying, oh, that's going to happen. That's what I'm here for. They just couldn't grasp the weight of the sins of the world being on his back on whether he does this or not. Yeah. Somebody needs to tell Barley to shut them dogs. <laughs> well, if you hear some dogs barking, it's just brought, it's hunting season. Just, came. These are blues offspring, my prize lab. Yeah. who now is old and gray, 
but his they brought his pups with him. Burl brought up some of his pups. Oh, Phil, I know. Uh, yeah, I met, I met him this morning. Yeah. Hey, ready, Jason. Can you imagine a man driving from Colorado with nine puppies and the parents yeah. in the vehicle with him? Yeah. His yeah. wife said, get rid of those dogs or I'm going to Or don't come off. back. Yeah. Don't come back. Yeah, I think that was the. So, you know, she's tired of the dogs, and we're waiting on them. He said he these are the offsprings of Blue. Yeah, which looked is at scary. Him, I walked up there and looked. Oh, Blue hadn't seen me in a year, but when I walked up there, he was looking at me. I said, "He knows who I am because mm. he's retrieved a many a duck." Did he me. growl at you? No, he didn't growl. No, he growled at me. So, <laughs> so <with> some wounds, <laughs> yeah. some wounds live on, Joe. Um, so when you get to Mark 12, you got the Sadducees, they they come up, and I'll read this. But before you do that, just I just want to make the comment that think about this from Jesus' perspective, because they keep coming at him. And of course, he's just, he's dealing on them. He just keeps shutting them down. It's just, it's embarrassing, really. But think about it from his perspective. He created all the structures that these people That's correct. are in. I mean, the priesthood. He the, wrote the law. He wrote it all. He he was It was his idea for the tabernacle, the temple. So now you come here and you have these people thousands of years into By it. By the way, Al, he, he wrote it all and had it for the human race ready to go. And uh, the, the irony is he did it before the beginning of time, before right. before time began. Yeah, which we talked about in the last. We part. asked the atheists, "What was there before the time time began?" And they say there the only answer they can come up with is there was nothing. Then right. nothing but explodes. But I told you, there's very few people because we tend to in the religious world address people who don't believe in the afterlife or, or there's no God. But everybody filling out these surveys. Most people are saying there is a higher power, there's there a God, or there's an afterlife of some sort. They're saying that. Because we talk and a lot about atheists. All cultures. But actually, cultures. there's way more agnostics, which is well, that. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yep. So, Because I'm like, look, you may say that, but when you, you know, we talked about last podcast, when you consider your options, that's a terrible, frightening, you know, we were talking about the stories uh, you know that people come up with when there's no door to the afterlife there's nothing but being terrified the only door there yeah. is they close it so i think deep down people i mean they may come across like oh yeah this is just the afterlife is such a something for you know what they say weak people who need some kind of crutch but Bottom line is, most people but don't believe you think, Jace, something. that the pandemic proved what you're saying? I mean, look at the fear and panic that happened to people Thanks over sure. this virus. I mean, their, their fear of death. <clears throat> I mean, it, well, it's, it's, it, it's, it was I on mean, steroids. That the, that is the accusation. Some people say, yeah, you, you guys believe you're just latching on to Christianity as a crutch, as Jace just said. I've heard that a lot, but I'm like, but why? Like, why do we need a crutch? Where does that come from? Where is the longing for more? That what, what you're 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 testifying. Even in that, you're testifying to the spiritual dynamic of of who we are and that inner longing. You know, as, as I said in the last podcast, the writer of Ecclesiastes says, "God has put eternity in the hearts of men." And yeah, we it's not a crutch, but yeah, we're longing for more. I mean, I don't know what you call that. Well, even but if I mean, it was a crutch, that. it's it's a even good, if it was a crutch, I'm like, a good okay. One. It, 
Well, I would say it's more than a crutch. <laughs> yeah. We don't need a crutch. We need a we need we we need a resurrection. We yeah. need to be brought back from the dead. We're not looking for help. We're looking for God to completely come in and take us and bring us into yeah. a, to eternity. Zach, we, don't you that, we're looking for a fix to it all. Don't you think, <clears throat> Zach, that that's why cynicism is so strong with with agnostics? I mean, you look at Christianity. And say, oh, I mean, it's always a very cynical. Approach to it. Oh, here are these people with their Jesus and their this. To that. me, that's more of a difference in they want a savior and not a Lord. I mean, when you're this next paragraph, he's going to talk about the Lord is one, the Lord your God. That's that's where people have the problem because most people believe. Not only do they believe in the afterlife, they believe most people's going to make it. I saw the numbers. I looked at them at nauseum. Whether you're a Christian or not, most people think that if you're a pretty good person whatever that means, you're in. That's just what they think. Yeah, just be careful on defining what that means because it's, well, it's I'm probably going to— That's you're, what you're, it said. Yeah, I, Pretty good Yeah, person. I mean, I think your your <laughs> definition of a good person is usually a description of yourself, you know, right? But uh, in the context here of Mark 12, you know, we're dealing with, with the Sadducees, and I don't know who—I I heard this when I was a kid, and, I, and it stuck with me. It always helped, helped me remember— the difference between the Sadducees and the Pharisees, that the Sadducees did not believe in a resurrection. That's why they were sad. You see, you guys ever heard that? <laughs> no, I've used that before. Yeah, I used that like one. 450 podcasts ago. I think what, okay, well, I, I think what we missed, revive it. the naysayers, I think they missed that for God, after John 3, 16, who everyone come quotes, God's the love of the world, has sent his only begotten son, whoever believes in him won't perish, but have eternal life. For God, did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. Uh, they set up this argument that, 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 well, he's condemning us. He's saying we're all bad and none of us are good, and, 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 and the weight of it all is on himself. And by proxy, you're condemning us because yeah. you followed. He, he didn't yeah, come to straight. condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned. But whoever does not believe stands condemned already because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. And then there's a verdict that's given before it happens. This is the verdict. Jesus has not died yet, but he's fixing to. Light is coming to the world, point one. But men love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. That's exactly what it is. Their deeds are evil but they just hate to say, all right, I'm guilty as charged. All they have to say is admit is they're guilty as charged. But here's the solution. This one here will solve your problem. And they just don't like the hill. Well, that's they why I said it's the Lord. Admit, okay, I'm, 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 I've done some well, evil When things. you acknowledge Jesus as Lord, you're then relinquishing control and you're right. saying that I can't do it and that That's you're right. humbling yourself. And it's people pride. Are, they, don't want, they don't want to do that. But I will, it, it's worthy of note that all these people who believe in the afterlife, I think the numbers were like 75 to 80% believe in a heaven of some sort. But only the hell, believing in hell was like 40 or 50%. So that's just where people are. They're like, not so much on hell, yep. but heaven, some version of it, even if you have to make it up yourself. Yeah, it's out there. 
So Hang I want on, before you read that, let's, read this, let's take a break. So the Bible tells us um, that we should uh, protect our eyes because when you protect your eyes, you protect your heart. I think it was Job 31 where Job said he made a covenant with his eyes not to look lustfully at a girl. So we can see uh, even from the ancient times that um, lust has been an issue as long as uh, men and women have been on the earth. And it's especially an issue in our culture here in the in the U.S. And uh, so we know it's a problem. And uh, we have a wonderful sponsor called Covenant Eyes uh, that has been help people that has been helping people um, move to a porn-free life. And uh, I've known about these guys since their inception. Over 22 years, uh, they've been helping folks over one and a half million people. So uh, we know it's not always easy and comfortable to talk about this topic, but at the same time, I've heard from many of you out there in Unashamed Nation to know that it's a problem, and these folks can help you. Uh, See for yourself what a porn-free life can look like and protect your family uh, as a bonus to that. Right now, Covenant Eyes is offering a a free trial for 30 days if you sign up today with the promo code Phil. So you have nothing to lose but a lot to gain. Visit CovEyes.com slash Phil. That's CovEyes, C-O-V-E-Y-E-S, CovEyes.com slash Phil. So that so, but here we have one a, a crew of people who say there's no resurrection, which made and, them sad. You see, they also didn't believe in angels or demons, and they didn't believe in any book of the Bible past. They don't numbers. believe in them now. They don't believe in them. They now. believe in Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Yeah, so the, past Deuteronomy, the Torah. Yeah, which is why Jesus. This that's important because he's going to give them a quote. And from the book of Exodus later, because he knew, oh, they read this. So here you go. That's why it seems confusing, his answer. But you got to remember his who he was talking to. So they came to the question. Teacher, they said, which, look, teacher is an not They were acknowledging that he's not a Dumbo. What's your chapter and uh, verse for that now? 12, 12 18. 18. 12, 18. Mark, Mark 12, 18. Teacher, they said, Moses wrote, for us that if a man's brother dies and leaves a wife but no children, the man must marry the widow and have children for his brother. Now, I went and looked this up. Uh, what did they call that? I, f- I forgot what they called it, but it was basically to deal with widows back in their day because it was a lineage law. And, and yeah. the idea was, again, they didn't believe in resurrection. So the only thing you have was your lineage going forward. Well, what happens if a man dies, his wife's here, she's a widow, she can't have any children. She's and they didn't off. have any she's children. Be, right. She's up against a dire circumstance. She has a terrible financial situation, and she has no way to produce lineage. Then that's how she lives forward. That's what the Sadducees believe. So. I mean, it's a little creepy to wrap your head around a law like this, but... Well, I'm just glad it, that wasn't around when in our generation, Jace. I mean, we're brothers, but come on. Well, the, yeah, the first <laughs> time you hear this, you're like... <laughs> I mean, I don't know about this law, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but it was a real thing. And you got to remember, if you look at when you, because we're going to see this in the next argument about moral law, that the basis was functioning, productive societies and love. You know, it, it, it wasn't like these laws were coming from a place of, uh, you know, condemnation or torture. It was trying to have a functional society and you were loving people that had 
in this case, an unfortunate incident. But make no mistake about it, and, and you don't have to interpret this, the Sadducees are trying to make the idea of the resurrection absurd. They don't believe in the resurrection. All right. So they came up with an argument that's going to seem absurd. That's right. So, so you can't get mixed up in these people spending all this time talking about, well, why in the world did they do this? They're taking a law and they're trying to show the absurdity of believing that the resurrection is possible. Right. So here's what they come up and with. And hoping he'll come up with something crazy. Well, right. You know, to be now, against him. Because they're like, we, they felt like it was a pretty good argument. That's why they call him teacher, you know, mm-hmm. flattery, give him some flattery mm-hmm. and then give him some absurdity. Second one in a row like that. Yeah. Now, there were seven brothers. The first one married and died without leaving any children. The second one married the widow, but also died, leaving no child. It was the same with the third. In fact, none of the seven left any children. Last of all, the woman died too. Because, I mean, it's like, it's possible. That could happen. (laughs) And how likely, right? (laughs) At the resurrection, or someone's manuscripts say resurrection when men rise from the dead, At the resurrection, whose wife will she be since the seven were married to her? Now, Jesus gets really blunt here. I mean, and when you read the other versions in uh, Matthew 22 and I think it's Luke 20. Don't quote me on that, but I think it's Luke 20. He says, are you not in error? And one of them, he just says, you're wrong. Basically, the equivalent, you're just dead wrong. (laughs) You're in error because you do not know the scriptures or the power of God. So those two things are always going to be what we need to realize when we have questions about the afterlife, in my opinion. We don't underestimate the power of God and don't underestimate the scriptures. Now, the scriptures he chose was in Exodus 3, 6, and it says, We'll get there right after he says this. When the dead rise, they will neither marry nor be given in marriage. They will be like the angels in heaven. Now about the dead rising, have you not read in the book of Moses? Now this is real interesting what he did, and I think it's very powerful. In the account of the bush, how God said to him, I am the God, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. He is not the God of the dead, but of the living. You are badly mistaken in the strongest form of that phrase that you can make it out. Because I was looking at the Greek. He was basically saying, you're wrong. You cannot be any more wrong. So that's it. There's a lot to to discuss here because some of you say, well, well, wait a minute. Because what do we do? What, What is usually the first response as Christians, when they read this, paragraph. there's no marriage in heaven. Well, wait a minute. There's no. I'm not going to know my wife. Well, I, that's mean, I love my wife. I don't think well, I want to go to heaven if I can't go with my spouse. That's. that's I, mean, I can't believe you said that. That's that's what the first response. Is. It is, and that's mainly like, what you always hear. And about he this didn't time. exactly say that. He just said, "Look, you're not going to be. There's not going to be any more weddings, and nobody's going to be given in marriage, and." You know, when you think about a lot of people who I think, I, I don't have a problem with this because I think it's true. You know, we're all ultimately married to Jesus when you read the Ephesians 5. So we're the bride of Christ. Now, he says male or female, you know, because it's 
whatever this power of God is, don't you think it's going to be better than anything you could imagine here? Wouldn't, wouldn't you agree? If yeah. there's no pain or sadness or... So it, it's just not a physical where we're producing kids anymore and the roles. But look, it was still Abraham and it was still Isaac. When they had the transfiguration, it was them. So it's not like you're going to change into some floating tissue of, so you don't recognize. And even Jesus himself, remember it said, this same Jesus who you saw, see being taken into heaven will come back. So it's not that. And so I'll probably, uh, let's take another break. So recently I was looking at those, uh, you know, you had those yearly Christmas photos. I don't know if your family's like mine. Um, certainly I'm sure dad and Jace can't relate, but uh, in my family, every year at Christmas time, we got to get those pictures, you know. And so what I'm always looking at is see how much my hairline has receded uh, since last Christmas. That's why I started wearing a lot of hats. Uh, but I'm an older guy, you know. Uh, so, uh, you know, I wish when I was younger, I'd have checked out one of our great sponsors called Keeps. Uh, because keeps can help you keep your hair. Uh, once it once it leaves there, they can't do much for you. But helping you keep it, that's what they do. Uh, especially for you guys that are young, under forty, uh, and begin to lose that hair. You see it in your picture. Your barber points it out, and you say, "What can I do to keep it?" Well, keeps has a clinically proven, FDA approved hair loss treatment. It's available online. So whether you're looking to prevent hair loss, stimulate some hair growth, or take better care of your hair. Your Keeps medical provider will help you find the right products and develop a personalized hair-saving routine that works for you. No waiting rooms, no pharmacy visits. It comes straight to your door. It's about half the cost of a traditional pharmacy. Um, if you have any questions, you can message your Keeps provider 24-7. So if you're ready to take some action, join a lot of other people and go to Keeps.com slash door, and you're going to get 50% off your first order. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash door keeps.com slash door. And I'm not making light of sex. God created it. Yeah, and, it's a big and it's problem. awesome. But you don't think that he's got the power to whatever we're going to be doing in a physical, expressive way in a spiritual world, because we are going to have bodies. It's, it's like me. I just it's going to be way better. I just is what had I'm back saying. trouble when I pull the muscle in my back and you say, well, boy, that, that's a bad thing to do. I said, not because it's not a bad thing. It, immortality's mine with the hurt back or not. Yeah. There'll come a point when there is no hurt back. No more, no more torn muscles. This no. would be the same kind of argument as saying, okay, let's say since Jesus ate the fish post-resurrection, which means there could be fishing in the afterlife because he ate it. He did. Well, there also could be duck hunting. What's the difference in a duck? Duck meat and a fish meat, nothing. That's right. But this would be the equivalent to say, you know, I really want to go, but I'm afraid that I'm going to be in the blind with a bunch of people <laughs> that I don't like. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And that fourth wife I had, I remember all the arguments well, I had with her. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So but I, you're honing in. You're, you're, you're honing in. It's you're honing in. They were honing in on the on something that was insignificant in the grand scheme of the big picture as they're approaching Jesus. So they're, they, cause they're thinking about, it, they're asking a question about these brothers who died. So they're talking about dead people and who, and in the resurrection, who, who are you going to be married to? So when he answers the question by giving the, the quote from uh, Exodus is a, 
you're talking about he's not the god of dead people he's a god of, of the of who's living he's he's that's just correct. expanding yeah. the picture out i mean that is i think that's the point because it's like i love this verse because it's not like he doesn't just answer it where it can be like summed up and tidied up real neat and the reason why is because they're ask they're they're asking a question in a framework that's very small and very limited, and then Jesus's answer is to essentially obliterate that entire spectrum, and he he's he's answering the question in a completely different paradigm, and yeah. that's why he gives that quote out of out of uh, out of Exodus when he says here, uh, "I am the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob." And he follows up with, he's not the God of the dead, but of the living. You are greatly mistaken. Otherwise, you do not understand even what you're talking about. Like no. you're, you're in a whole other realm. Well, we're just trying to apply earthly, uh, just earthly sense to the heavenly and the eternal. And, and, and you're just not, it, it reminds me of that quote that, uh, when they interviewed Barbara Bush before she died, they said, do you want to know what your eulogy says? Or so they asked her before she died. And she said, no, I don't, but I'll be watching. And they were like, what? Because she was, in her mind, <laughs> whatever they come up with, yeah. I, I'm I'm not dying. But, you know, yeah, the, the on, reporter had going. a problem with that. It was like, you'll yeah. be watching. <laughs> you, know what? you know what? You know what? The, you know what it's like, though? It's like when you're when you're a kid, and I, I've, you know, being in college ministry, I, I heard this a lot, a lot of times, and even my own kids have said it, and I've thought it. I've thought, man, I want Jesus to come back, but. I'd like to do A, B, C, and D first. I want to. I want to get married first, right? I want to have kids. Whatever your thing is that you think, man, man, I just want to do that first. And then, I, but the, that's a misunderstanding. Like you, like once you get older, and I hate to say this like this, but it's true. Like you get older. I'm 40, 44 years old now, and I'm married. I've got five kids. You know, I've done. I've I've built a business and all the things, and I love those things. But none of those things in and of themselves has fulfilled me. I can't be like the girl from Jerry Maguire and say, you could, you, uh, what does she say? You complete me or Jerry Maguire said that. Like, that's just not true. And as you get older, if you're walking in the spirit, I think you learn to appreciate the things that God's given us as, as pointers to him. And you're like, man, I, like the older I get, the more I'm like, man, I, Jesus come now. But when yep. you're younger, a lot of times you think these other things are going to fulfill you. You know, and 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 do you think that they're they're going to be the end uh, end of the fulfillment for you? And and it's just not the case. There's way more, and I think that's kind of what they're getting at here too, is that it, there's more. There's just yeah. more. And I also think that he's speaking directly to his audience, which was the Sadducees, when he said, when he has that comment at the end, he is not the god of the dead. Well, these these men believe you just die. Yeah, and that's it. But of the living, for to him all are alive. So then he's also saying, "You boys you, better wise up. <laughs> you have a chance here. He's for you, but you're going to have to open your mind." I mean, he's indirectly telling them, "There's a way to have access. There's a way to open the door." You know, we told that morbid story last podcast about just waiting your whole life for the door to open, and then at the last second have it shut in your face, but. That that's what he came here to do is to, to share that the eternal God has given you access 
through him, the, the man you, who you're now questioning and are, try, and are trying to accuse and, and ultimately kill. But don't you think that these guys, they probably had been practicing this argument on the Pharisees that they're putting on Jesus now. Oh, and I'm they, sure they didn't really have an answer. They've been debating, and the Pharisees are like, oh, man, that's a good one. You yeah. know, and they're trying to, They go, remember they got the huddles, they're huddling up trying to argue with each other. So he, they think they've got a pretty good thing here with this description, but everybody has said it. But Jesus basically says, look, so, so you're going to question me about the resurrection, which you don't believe in. You don't, you don't understand the scripture because it's there, but you also don't understand the power of God because what he's saying is, I came from heaven, by the way. So you're going to question me on what happens there? I, I, I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> so again, it's like the whole thing is ridiculous at its face, but it shows you human arrogance at its ultimate. Because yep. if you can come up with an argument, and don't you see this in current politics and everything else. somebody comes up with a clever they, they, exception and they think oh we got this the powers that be are in a constant state of sneering at people who talk about life from the dead god's the dead the living they they they, they, they sneer at that yeah I and mean, you expect me to believe that i said what else do you have what else can you do to trump that right i mean it's it's eternity and I get it that it's it's one you have to if you look to believe no you don't see it no, we see people go in the ground they don't come back so I get it that it's you really got to have faith to believe it's possible I mean this is not this isn't one hundred one this is four hundred one if you believe that God will raise people up but is that ultimately that not what it's all about I mean at the heart of our faith and who we are is that that's what God's going to do. And then we can guess about the heaven stuff, and, and we mentioned this earlier, about what it's going to be like. But I can promise you this, as eternal beings, it's going to be fantastic. This is an option you can get in on, and it's being offered free of charge. If you would just listen to him, he said, I will raise you from the dead. I promise. I can't lie, and I promise you. This is going to be an anchor for your soul. But you got to remember, these Sadducees, when they heard this, it probably scared them because— the, what the reason they didn't believe, believe in the resurrection is they didn't believe in justice or judgment, and they were just a group of people who were like, "Look, just love everybody, and it's going to be okay." And he's basically backed them into a corner and said, "Oh, it's coming." Yep. And there is a God, and he he's permanent, and he values the people he's he's with. I mean, which I think indirectly addressed them. What the irony is, is the next paragraph, the teachers of the law come back because they heard this answer. And then the very thing the Sadducees were known for, because they asked, which is the commandment, which is the most important? And he's like, love the Lord your God with all your soul, love your neighbor. So it's like, no matter who the enemy is, he's more extreme than either group, what he's, what he's representing. He's not saying... This is not about love, because the Sadducees were like, oh, it's all about love. But they had a misunderstanding of what true love is. It wasn't deep enough. I mean, because God's love is the deepest love there is, which is what produced Jesus for us. So you're right. And, and there's a good tease for the 
next podcast we'll do because it'll be another. Now we got a fourth group coming in. <laughs> we already had the Pharisees, the Herodians, the Sadducees. Now teachers of the law are going to come in and take their little bite at the apple. So we're going to preview that a little bit in our overtime, and then we'll we'll flesh that out uh, deeper on the next podcast. If you want to follow it over, follow us over. It's uh, blazetv.com slash unashamed. Uh, they have a little promo going on. You get $10 off if you use the promo code Phil. So follow us over to Overtime. We'll see you next time.